Okay. We live. Okay. If you've never seen an episode of Dora the Explorer, this podcast ain't for you. If you thought this podcast was above no homo, this podcast ain't for you. And if you're still pronouncing that inter- that word for an internet joke as Mimi, this podcast ain't for you. It ain't for you. Now, welcome <laughs> to You Madison Meme, the podcast to discuss the things you thought you gave a fuck about this week. And it is Chuck. And Jordan. And if you cannot tell, this is the tipsy episode because we decided to pre-record goddamn us drinking White Claw Vodka and thought we can then do another episode. We have been struggling and been fucking up since then. And I'm fucking with it. I mean, fuck it. If we fucked up, then, you know, it's going to be a great episode. Hot mess cast. Hot mess. All of that. I'm going to forget all of this. Everything that I'm recording right now, I'm going to forget later. Because White Claw and the White Claw Vodka plus White Claws equal eventual blackout. And I'm fucking with it. We're down a bottle. Yeah. We had three. We're down to two. One bottle is gone. <laughs> Jordan, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am breathing oxygen, so I'm not going to complain. It's very good. Very good. Yes. Uh, baby update, because I like to give baby updates. Uh-huh. Uh, we damn near kicked Jordan off the podcast, because me and my baby was trying to figure out how to record the podcast, and she was a little... I'm, I'm going to... I'm gonna bring it in because she she was right there with it, but she doesn't understand we're recording. Here's what you should have done: is you should have put a phone up next to you because that's when she be talking the most. Yes, and if she would have thought there was a phone there, she would have been acting out. Yes, because her favorite thing currently is I want to talk to Granny, I want to talk to Uncle Bubba, I want to talk to TC Jordan, I want to talk to TC Tex. Like she knows her names and she knows who the fuck calls, so she be wanting to talk. But next time I'm a lot to ask to make sure she is a, a eager participant. Yeah, you should just like pretend and talk. Be like, what you doing? Yeah, <laughs> that's how I get her. Because that's when she starts screaming. That's how I get her. <laughs> that's how I get her. Uh, so we we recorded an episode before this, as I mentioned before, and we drank a lot. So this episode will be <laughs> all over the place. Be prepared because it's going to be a shit show. <laughs> and uh, this is episode 59. You sure? Yes, I am positive. It's episode 59. And uh, this is before the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl will be going on Sunday. We were recording Friday. And I can't wait. I'm. We're doing a Super Bowl party. He has an Eagles outfit on right now, and I asked Apparently. him, choose to match. You can't see them. And I said, you got an Eagles outfit for every day of the weekend? And I said, low-key. Like, I'm <laughs> out here in these streets. After after represent properly, because we're going to get the dub. I believe it in my heart and soul. I believe. I, I believe, believe that we will win. <laughs> now, I feel a way. You kind of segue, you didn't even know it. I feel a way because... Patrick Mahomes got MVP, 
and uh, Jalen Hurts didn't get offensive player of the year or MVP. He got slighted, just like the Eagles always get slighted. And I feel like this fucked up. Pause. Why would you think that Jalen Hurts would get MVP at all? Jalen Hurts went 13-1. and one. Okay, and what did he do to contribute? A lot of things to contribute. He's a quarterback, but is he a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes is a quarterback? Patrick Mahomes likes to bullshit around and high oh, okay. dog around. Okay. Now, if Pat, uh, no, if Jalen went, let's say sixteen of and these two. two teams, could either of them made it to where they are without that quarterback? Mm, that is a that is a good question. Patrick is more dynamic in an offense, but Jalen is a more impactful player. I feel. I feel if you remove the quarterbacks and you put two new quarterbacks in, I still feel like Jalen is that guy because that offense is revolved around Jalen Hurts. But it's okay. They they always. What are the Chiefs' offense revolved around? Andy Reid is a better coach. But what here's the the moral of the story: They like to uh, slight black quarterbacks. And Jalen Hurts is obviously the, the more. Who the fuck is Patrick Mahomes? Uh, Jalen is obviously the more blacker quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. More blacker. Yes. I've been told y'all. More blacker. Paperback complex. Whatever. <laughs> and I tell you what, motherfucking Jalen is blackity black and he black y'all. And you know who else is black? Mm. LeBron James. Before we get there. Okay. Let me do some cleanup shit. Yes. And then we can talk about that. Please do. Clean up. So, because one of these is not a full topic. Mm Mm-hmm. Just an update on the zoo situation. Yes. Please. I've been following. And I I love the zoo conversation. This is my favorite (laughs) shit. This is my favorite shit. Okay. So, Davion has been in some other shit this week. So, he has been charged with um, burglary. Two counts, I think. And six counts of animal cruelty. And that is only for the monkeys and the leopards. So the monkeys that were stolen, he's got three charges of animal cruelty per monkey. And then two counts of burglary. And then I think the leopard, they are associating with him, but they have not charged him with anything else that has happened at the Dallas Zoo that was suspicious. Okay, Miss Velma, I have a question. Do you think Davion is the culprit of all of this shit? I don't know. It just, it feels too coincidental for him to not be. Mm. Like that damn vulture lived there for 30 years. Mm. Over 30 years. And suddenly, in between you cutting enclosures, back to back to back, this motherfucker is dead. However, the vulture was on a different side of the zoo, so I don't know. Now, I do believe that he's he has something to do with the leopards, leopard and the other monkey. And Absolutely. the monkeys. And those all three of those enclosures are right next to each other. The vulture might be coincidental, but that is sad. So we'll see. You the, say coincidental, the, it's circumstantial. Circumstantial. Oh, you better tell me. Yes, somebody. you know true crime my shit. <laughs> true crime is my shit, okay. so I will say. Okay. Uh it's all circumstantial evidence other than uh the the seals, the um 
don't know why you want this to be a seal so bad. I don't because it's an otter. The otters. The otters is kind of like cut and paste. So, and I was wrong. So the the fish food and all that shit was not from the aquarium. It was from the zoo. Okay. Oh, okay. And okay. The okay. Zoo okay. Did okay. Not okay. report that the, they were missing those things, and I'm sure it's because somebody was like, "Damn." Kevin didn't fucking record mm. and he took some of the fish food out. Yeah, yeah. But when yeah, they got yeah. to the house, they found dead feeder fish at the house. Oh, so they released he more details. guilty. Within those details that they have released, they also <laughs> released a statement from Davion, who you keep calling Davon, which is so funny to me. Davon, that's his name. Davon and the monkeys were found in Lancaster. <laughs> But his name is Davion and they were found in Lancaster. But besides the point, mm-hmm. um, he stated that he loves animals and if they let him go, he's going to steal some more. Like, matter of factly, was like, God, let me go. I'm going to go take some more. Now, Davion, Davion, I don't give a fuck. You are fucking it up for us. You should not be African American out here in these streets being that reckless. This is how I feel. You got us fucked up. <laughs> Niggas don't steal animals. <laughs> Niggas do not steal fucking animals. And you are out here being the guy on the front line. And are you not even lying to the police no, when they ask up. you? Yeah, mm-hmm. I fuck with animals. And mm-hmm. you got them in animal jail and I'm taking them out. Mm-hmm. On top of that, they've released like very brief details. There's still no motive outside of the fact that he loves animals. <laughs> But um, they stated that he hopped the, for the monkeys in particular. Mm-hmm. No one has any details on the leopard and what happened there. But on the monkeys particularly that he took, he hopped the fence after hours, went in, cut the enclosure, took the monkeys, left on the dart. That's the part that really was wild to me. Because what they haven't disclosed is how the fuck did he, was there a bag? Like I said, I feel like it was very like 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like blanket and wrap that shit up with a rope and threw it over his shoulder. Like, did you throw him in a jacket? Because, like I said, they're not teeny tiny spider monkeys, but they're not orangutans. Like, they're they're. I guess you could put them in a jacket or put them in a bag. I just, how did you get back over the fence and get to the dart station? Now wait, I have a question for you. Uh huh. How many times have you rolled the dart in your life? Like three. Three or four. So at one point in time in my life, I rolled the dart every day. Mm. Now, I've learned the lines. Now, red and orange, and that is coming north to south. Red is the one that goes south. Blue and green go up. Oh, wait, wait. wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, because I'm I'm coming from uh, uh, Garland. So Garland is, I think, blue. Um. at one point when I was riding. Now, the, the moral of the story is you you get on these darts and it all culminates to red-orange. Hmm. And that is when insanity it's happens. happens. Every time, it doesn't matter. As soon as you get down... West End, uh, Fair... Not Fair Park. Uh, Convention Center. All of those. <laughs> yeah. All of those. Red and orange are when crazy happens. I would not have said a word if I seen a man with, with monkeys, monkeys with shit. monkeys, <laughs> man with monkeys on the red or orange line, 
It is what it is. That's not that's not my fight. <laughs> not my business. That's not my fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not my fight. Big fat. Now, blue, I think blue and green, I, I think once you go up more north. Blue goes north and yeah. green goes like up and out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue now, and was, green, folks. I, I'm finna snitch. Shit. I'm finna yeah. snitch. <laughs> but once I get to red, red and orange, <laughs> no. Don't, don't talk to nobody. No, no. I ain't got, no. That, that ain't my business. When you see lead better on that motherfucker. No. Ain't got nothing to do with nah, you no nah, more. No, 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 no. My name Bennett, and I ain't in it. At all. I ain't in it. <laughs> now, if Davon decided to be on them lines, yeah. when he had the monkeys. He had to, because that's red. That's the only thing he could have been on. The monkeys? No, nah, my name Bennett, and I ain't motherfucking in <laughs> and it. And guess where that red light is? Lancaster. <laughs> yes. And he probably took that motherfucker, got off the motherfucker, mm-hmm. and then was like, ooh, ee, ee, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and then told the monkeys, this is where, this is your new home. Uh-huh. Now, Davon, I really... And they was like, damn, it's kind of cold, man. Yeah, a little chilly because <laughs> it was snowing and shit. I just... Davon, you knew better. You didn't do better. And if you didn't know better, somebody should have told you. He's 24. That's stupid age, but stupid don't tell you to take the monkeys. Something's missing. I need a whole expose. I want to know, what was he watching on YouTube? What was he listening to on his podcast? I don't I don't give a fuck if it was Steve Irwin telling him to take the animals out the zoo. That is no excuse for you to steal the monkeys. That's true. But I wanna know. What's the motive? What what led you here? And Where I, are you from? I I'm, need to know. I'm the biggest guy. I do not like zoos. I do not like aquariums. I don't like any of it because to me it feels like animal jail. It feels like you got caught up in the wild and they put your ass in captivity. And now you are locked up. They won't let you out. Shout out to Akon. And it doesn't make sense for you to be like in captivity and then just entertain whatever. But I'm not going to zoos and be like, let me free you. Like you got caught up. That's your fault. There's plenty of other fucking zebras and other wildlife that didn't get caught. I'm not like Davon and be like, let me let me rescue an animal. Like, I'm not rescuing shit. Mark my words, within the next year, there will be a podcast that that delves into this deeper. Of course. Somebody is reaching out to him right now, trying to get an in-depth in- interview. And from what I can tell so far, what they released, he he does not have a problem talking about what, why or can, what his sh- motives are or what's going on. Should we be the podcast that does it? You tell me. Let's figure out what we can do. Ooh, we could be some true crime motherfucking mean motherfuckers in this bitch. You gotta pronounce his name correctly first, though. I'm gonna call that nigga Animal Stiller. Okay. He's black, and I'm gonna call him nigga, and you can call him by his real name. I don't give a fuck. I'll I'll do my best. Okay. Um, Davon, Devon, I don't right, give a fuck. We can explore that. Oh, further. thief ass, animal ass, motherfucker. That's the update for right now because the fucking the dart update was so funny to me. Like mm. just getting on the dart with two monkeys with beards is just such a concept. Like this feels like a Hannah Montana episode. And I promise you, it probably would have been either two to twenty motherfuckers on that motherfucker. And was like that. My name Bennett. And I ain't in this shit at all. Because once you get to where he's at, you're already on the red line. There's Mm -hmm. no extension. And if you're heading in the direction that he was going, which was further south, that's all you're on. Big facts. Yeah. Well. That's all you got. 
And it's like, well, shit. Somebody the monkeys that ain't mine. saw that motherfucker and was like, damn, I did see that motherfucker with the monkeys. But that's, like we said, the zoo is in Oak Cliff. It's people out there with camels at car washes. Yes. Can't explain it. Yes. It's just a reality. Yes. <laughs> it's a fact. <laughs> yes. So people be like, all right, <laughs> sure. Why not? And live their best life. You mind your business. Because you're not finna snitch on somebody with animals. Mm-hmm. You're just going to be like, oh, you out here pimping. Mm-hmm. Come on, pimp. Mm-hmm. And if them, them, you ain't got my pit bull. I do want to know, like, where is he from? Like, was he from that area? Where are the origins? Yeah. We need origin stories. Story. Yeah. Like a motherfucker. I, I want them. Where I want them too. Where love for animals to, like, come into play? Davon, Devon, whatever the fuck. I'm finna find you. I that just doesn't exist when he reads that name. And you know, at the end of the day, now that I've said Davion like 18 times, you're probably correct. It's Davon. Continue. Okay. Davon, <laughs> we're going to ask you some questions here soon. Once when you make bail. No judgment. I'm going I, I I'm curious. What what a, why did you do it? What what made you steal them animals? And when you stole them, what was the end goal? What Especially in, during this snow. He wanted a menagerie. What's that? It is a collection of um, animals in like cages. Oh, okay. Menagerie. Okay. A menagerie toi. I'm fucking with that. That shit go hard. It's like some sort of a weird kink with bestiality. Okay. <clears throat> Moving on from that, the uh-huh. next piece of news that we need to talk about. It's a little bit of a diversion in the K-pop corner, but it here we go. Here we go. No, no, here we go. It's everything that we usually talk about. Okay, so, um, where do I want to start? Okay, so the label that owns BTS is called Hybe. You said owns, but continue on. I mean, that's that. a little triggering. Okay, the label that manages BTS is Hybe, also pronounced Hybe, but mm-hmm. it's H Y B E, right? In the last like three years. They have acquired a lot of different groups and a lot of different like smaller um, subsidiaries of music labels in Korea. So before BTS existed, there were three main labels that were like the big deal. Welcome to K-Pop Corner. We're about to really get into here. We go. And I promise you, we're going to bring it back around to what we usually talk about on a daily basis that you're going to be curious about, Mm -hmm. and it's not going to deal with K-Pop. So in the beginning, there was SM. YP, JYP, and I can't remember the other one right now because we've had a whole bottle of vodka. I'm so sorry. Um, and so they ran K-pop. SM was like the leader in trying to make K-pop mainstream to everything else. Like they're kind of n- the known person for breaking K-pop out of this like trot scene, which is a whole different ball game. Um, into like regular pop sort of. It was still very, very Korean. And then BTS is known for kind of breaking it out into global insanity and boy band and whatever. So when BTS was originally originated, they were under this label called Big Hit, which was ran by Bong B. Shook. Uh-huh. Um, and no one believed in them whatsoever. And so BTS built this label out of nothing. It's called Big Hit. Big Hit turned into Hybe. I'm not telling you this correctly because I'm drunk. But um, Hybe and Big Hit are the same people. The CEO of Hybe at the time was the owner of Big Hit. 
He made BTS independent from Hype and then started acquiring labels like left and right. Just started collecting fucking groups and labels all through Korea that were not part of the big three. So when BTS started winning their awards, it was very like nobody knew what to do because it had never happened before. It was like somebody outside of Universal and Sony just independently winning Grammys. Mm. Nobody knew what to do. And so in K-pop, they have these awards called Mama, MMA, and like all these other things. They also have these things called music shows, which are kind of like TRL, but much more intense, um, called Inkigayo and music core and things like that and bts was winning all this shit with none of the big three backing them with this independent label that no one had heard of and it was like beyond insane to everybody so that has been going on in the background in korea for the last 10 years or so basically so while they were building these labels and then in the last three years acquiring other labels and other music groups and talents into this label called Hive as a collective, they developed this relationship. So one of the things that developed BTS into what they are was originally they were signed under, I think, Universal because they were under the same label as Justin Bieber at one point in time. And there was an a in the United States that saw something in BTS and was like, there's something we can market here. And I can't remember her name. She's a white lady. <laughs> and she developed all these different contracts and things like that, that exposed BTS to the U S and that is what a lot of people credit their global success to outside of their talent and what they do and yada, yada, yada. She is like an integral part. And I cannot think of her name into, um, their relationships and their exposure to the Western world, basically outside of this Asian K-pop scene. And then Hybe blew up into being a competitor with these big three that have run the industry for the last 20 years or so. So with Hybe turning into what they did, everybody knows who Scooter Braun is, Mm -hmm. right? So Scooter Braun has been this producer slash manager that has been in the scene for the last 20 to 25 years. He had a very public battle with Taylor Swift about her um, music rights and copyrights and things like that, where Taylor said that she was slided out of a deal um, and Scooter took a lot of ownership from her copyrights that he didn't actually earn, but he's like earning all this money off of, and they're in this like very public battle about this shit and whatever. So in the meantime, Scooter met Petey Bong, which is the like leader of, he's the owner of Big Hit and at that time, the CEO of Hybe, who owns Big Hit, who manages BTS they became friends and made a partnership. Scooter now runs, and I don't know the the history of it, the American version of Hybe. It is literally the Hybe division of, the American division of Hybe in the U.S. Mm-hmm. On like two, two, three weeks ago, one of the biggest technology companies in Korea announced that they were buying and and taking over by in like two or three weeks um nine percent of the shares of sm entertainment which is one of the big three (laughs) um they're called cacao talk um and they were buying i think it was nine percent of the shares which would give them a very big majority in the company but not the overall majority now the 
one of the person, the people that have the biggest majority share in SM, which is one of the big three, his name is Lee Suman, which is the SM in SM Entertainment, big three, right? He's like one of the big players in that motherfucker. He felt like the younger executives in his company went underneath him and made this deal with Cacao Talk for Cacao to become a major monopoly in the Korean economy. So it's like Apple buying a piece of Universal to also own music mm. on top of everything that they're doing. And no one told him. So he was mad. So supposedly, allegedly, he went behind everybody and this week announced that they left him out of the deal. So he made a deal with Bong PD, who is the former CEO of Hybe, for Hybe to buy a majority share in SM. So we went from three major labels that own K-pop and Hybe to now Hybe owning one of those labels completely, basically. They have a majority share in this label. And so there's like all this talk of them creating a monopoly within K-pop because they have BTS and now they own a majority share in SM. And they are the the other the people who made the deal with Cacao Talk are saying that this was a deal that is um, a predatory practice that's going to create a monopoly that makes the economy of K-pop an unfair advantage for Hybe in over there. Like they're going to own everything and they're just going to acquire the rest. <clears throat> Why that is essential to what we're talking about today with Scooter Braun. Scooter Braun, right before the announcement that Hybe had bought the shares, which was a complete like shock to the entire K-pop industry in SM, announced that Hybe, the American division, had acquired quality control. Which was what? Four, 300. 300 million? Yes. Yes. And so Coach Kelly, Coach K, and P are now officially HYBE employees. <laughs> so I would like for you to know that City Girls, Young Baby, <laughs> the Migos, everybody that is with quality, quality control. The Migos is number one. Migos is number one. City girls, everybody with quality control is okay. now officially a, okay. officially okay. part of high you, labels. You you really you really <laughs> took every avenue to get to the main street. I so I I get I get it because I didn't know anything of the the correct term is Asian. Mm-hmm. The Asian background behind all that. I just seen quality control. Got bought for three hundred mil, mm-hmm. and uh, of course, any any time it comes with like pop culture, deep is telling me quality control just got sold for three hundred mil. That means every Migos get a hundred fifty piece. And I was like, that's not how mm-hmm. QC works at, at all. all. <laughs> because Yachty, I think, is the highest bid on QC, and Yachty just released a hell of an album. Yeah. Yachty is number one on QC, and then I think it's like Migos, and then there's everybody else on QC, but Yachty is number one because he's A&R's too. But that is is something. So so that is the thing. So the, the, I said all that to say, (laughs) 
The Korean market is in shambles right now. Like everybody is freaking out because they feel like Hive is trying to take the monopoly of the K-pop industry. So because wait, let me let me cut you off. Is monopoly illegal in Asia? So that is the conversation. Is is it even a monopoly, or is it just that people are stressed out about the fact that these three companies that have ran this business for over two decades? are now, one of them just doesn't exist anymore, basically. Because one of them has basically been acquired by this company that was supposed to be an independent that should have never even been a factor. But because of BTS has become such a big player in the game that they have enough money to acquire the majority shares of this company. And it's all petty as fuck because the CEO of this company is the one that sold this shit because he's mad because the younger executives went behind his back to sell his shit to Apple, basically, or like Samsung. Cacao is like the group me of Asia, basically. Mm-hmm. And we all know that Asia population base shoots that shit up right. times a thousand. <clears throat> so um, long story short, I don't think it's actually a monopoly. I think people are throwing out monopoly because they're freaking out because the idea of Hive acquiring more power is nuts. And then (laughs) simultaneously, while this was happening, there was also a Western version of this shit happening as well. Because um, if you look at the statements from the QC executives, which is Coach K and P, Mm -hmm. they both said that like, we went with Hive because I don't know if you know, Scooter Braun is a very complex person in the industry. Like most record executives, he has positives, he has negatives, and a lot of times his negatives seem to outweigh his positives, but we don't actually, at this particular point in time, have physical proof to state that the things that he's been accused of are reality. Um Taylor Swift, I think, is still in um, litigation with him. Um, But basically, she accused him of taking all of her copyright and, like, manipulating her out of her responsibility for it, basically. And, like, saying, like, he brought her in, convinced her that they had, like, a, a respectful relationship and that he was going to give her her part and then he just took credit for everything that she did Mm. is kind of the the gist it's much more there's a lot more details to it and i don't have time to go into it because it's also taylor swift i don't give a fuck but nobody give a fuck about swift in the meantime while she was trying to take scooter down scooter was on the rise with this korean motherfucker so there's a lot of memes about this shit but so if you've never seen the 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 owner of big hit his name is I I don't think I'm saying it right Bong P Shook I think they just call him Bong P D N M, and that just means producer Bong, and he's a weirdo like apple built shaped motherfucker and he be out fishing with Scooter and they have like this like bro relationship that they just post online all the time the two of them love each other and like. You want to believe in Bong PD, but the fact that he's friends with Scooter is like one of those things that's like, what the fuck is going on? But the two of them at this current moment in time might be on the cusp of building the strongest music company in the entire world. But it's so quiet how they built it until this particular week. 
because they they both made very strong moves that no one saw coming. Mm. Like no one expected was so far out of the blue. Nobody expected quality control to be bought by a subsidiary of a K-pop company. They are literally owned now by Hype. And Hype is a K-pop company. They are a Korean company that Scooter has become a part of as whoever the fuck he is. And then the big three have literally ran the industry for over two decades. Like, I'm not kidding. Since before the early 2000s, it's like Viacom being bought by somebody and no longer existing, Mm -hmm. basically. Viacom being owned by quality control is kind of what just happened, basically. They and like I said, it's just a majority share, and all of this has to go and play by March. But the 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 implications of everything was that it felt like Apple was going to own Viacom, and then quality control was like, surprise, motherfucker, we're buying more because we have more, we have the money to do it, and that is actually our our interest. And so that is the other conversation is um a lot of people are are concerned that Hybe is taking over the the K-pop industry right when it's becoming mainstream. But other people were like, well, but Kakao Talk was about to do that and they don't even have any investment in music. They're literally just doing it to make money. Whereas Hybe at least has and understands the music industry. So they're going to do what's right by the artists. So mm-hmm. that's actually better for the artists. So like, what are we talking about there? And this also goes into the whole thing of um what what just started coming up in the middle of your shit i lost my train of thought um fuck keep going because i just lost my whole train of thought so the other thing that's crazy about all of this is the fact that in the entire fucking world right there's a whole world there's a music industry the United States has led the global enterprise of entertainment industry for forever, for forever, for forever. We've had Hollywood. We have all the music labels. Everybody else just builds into what has been created in America as far as entertainment goes. Korea is this tiny little country that didn't really even have their independence until the beginning of the 20th century didn't really even have their own government until somewhere around mid-century. So they're only, they're very, very young, only about 50 to 60 years old. And they're currently possibly on the cusp of leading the entire globe in the entertainment industry, which is also a very, very interesting concept. Do you think they, they run it financially or culturally? Both. So financially, for sure, that all of these acquisitions, if they go into place like they're supposed to in March, that's the thing. All of this is announced, but not actually a thing yet. Now, the culture, which is, I would say, the South Atlanta, maybe piggybacked East Coast and then piggybacked off all that West Coast. Asian, the K-pop, the K-pop scene will not overtake east west south no 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 no. but they own quality control so they're gonna profit off of it qc is uh fourth uh fifth of the the culture but what 
when they so part of their statement in like saying whatever it was was that the big thing about it is they are like they are the culture and if you think about it if you think about QC QC got a corner for mm-hmm. sure like it's, I'm not I'm not gonna debate that QC got a corner but if you if let's say it's all X's and O's dollar bills right let's say um, Scooter Brian says okay I'll sell y'all this piece. And then Migos, which is no longer a thing. There wasn't a thing before, and they're not going to be a thing after. Like, there is no more Migos because you lost the Migos. Yachty has always been A&R, Mr. I will come out and produce when I want. I will come out and be an artist when I want, but I am Yachty. Uh, uh, City Girls, this, uh, th- those are big three out of QC. One of them three. And City Girls are, you you see Carisha and what she's doing outside of QC. And uh, fucking, what's the other motherfucking name? What I'm saying is, JT, JT. What I'm saying is, everybody is um, expanding out of QC, but it it's okay to sell a piece of the IP that you created. And if you let everybody to continue on with the shit they doing, let them continue on, but they still own a piece of what created QC. So I think that's cool. Like if you could tell Yachty, like, Hey, I'm selling a piece of your shit and then continue on doing what the fuck you want to do. Like go off, whatever. It's still interesting to say Asia out here taking a, a piece of on top of TikTok on top of everything that everybody is doing. Now keep in mind TikTok is China. We talk about Korea. Eight, okay. Sure. Okay. And Korea is doing their absolute best to make up for being imperialized by Japan. It, and it's just one of those things where it's like it's it's like within the 50 years after it's like <laughs> um Israel coming up in 1990 and being like mm. running the world mm-hmm. after we were fucking eradicated by the Germans. Kind of, sort of. Is the best thing I can put. It's just so crazy to me that such a young country, and the only reason that I even know this is because I became a fan of BTS and I listened to the leader talk about um, the fact that, because I was listening to him and doing an interview about why is K-pop what it is. And he was like, you got to understand, we didn't really have a popular culture until about. Hold 19. on, hold on. Let me cut you off right there. Let me cut you off. Let me stop your adjective. This is the first infiltration of the culture in the purest form. Kind Our of, culture. But it's not even an infiltration because they're not infiltrating. They're letting the culture be the culture. They're not changing anything about QC. Eventually it's going to. But we don't know that. It's not even about the influence. It's about the ownership. <clears throat> so what I'm saying is QC is still QC. And the artists under QC are still the artists under QC. They're still mm-hmm. going to do the same thing that they do. It's the fact that the label that they acquired is one of the cultural leaders in a culture that they don't have shit to do with. is so wild to me. If you play Monopoly and you get the motherfucking blue boards... <laughs> You don't think you're going to run that motherfucking corner at every... You can, but let it run itself, too, right? 
You you can have that you can have that blue corner, the brown corner, the red, the yellow. Everybody done played Monopoly before. We all understand what I'm saying. If you can say you can pass whenever the fuck you want, mm-hmm. but when you land mm-hmm. and I want to take if I want to take over mm-hmm. and kill your game, I get to say game over. That's true. But what's also crazy is who is their strongest artist? With QC? No, not QC. Oh, uh, hi. BTS, right? Right. And they are what? Now? The global leaders. I no, never. No, 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 no. What's happening right now with them? Oh, they they all doing. Uh-huh. They're on Asian, a break. They, yeah, yeah. They, they, they in the army because they have to do their military. So, so now, duty. now you have something to hold you over till BTS comes out. Big facts. And you, you are piggybacking off the black folk. Maybe. We we gonna we gonna pay attention but, to this a little bit more. Okay, so not even piggybacking off the black folk. Off that is also a factor, but. So on top of them acquiring SM, that's the big thing that everybody's freaking out about in Korea is that they have their artists that were already under Hype. Hype had acquired hella fucking divisions of other labels, like mm. small labels, but they had never made an attempt on the big three. The big three are, I need to, hold on. I need to tell you who they are. So what you, what you're telling me is they making sure they always eat. Yes, because when BTS started, they were completely counted out because they were not under the big three. Mm -hmm. Um, And so everybody was like, okay, you can do what you want to do. YG, that's the only one I couldn't think of. So SM, YG, and JYP. At this particular moment in time, SM is known for a lot of groups. The very first K-pop group I ever knew about in 2009, Shiny, is under SM. And I fuck with Shiny, too. YG is known for Blackpink. So the only person mm-hmm. that is even attempting to compete at this particular moment in time with BTS is Blackpink. And they're under YG. And then JYP. And JYP's biggest artist right at this particular moment in time is uh, Stray Kids. And Stray Kids hit the Billboard charts for the first time ever. And they're one of the only other groups that are not under HYBE outside of Blackpink that are competing with the numbers that BTS and other groups under hybrid doing right now on top of hybe acquiring sm they debuted a girl group in september called new jeans and new jeans right at this moment is destroying the charts the youtube the songs the records the streams everything new jeans is a girl group that has not even made it to their six month mark yet and has i don't know if you saw my story do you know the basement gang <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you asking me? I don't know. Do you? No. Okay. The basement gang is these three little black dudes that just be dancing. They're not little. They're our age. And they be dancing and shit. But they just did a new jeans song. Anyway. New jeans is on the rise. They've done too many albums. We'll see if this shit continues. Because they're very controversial. Because people say they're too young to debut. It's a whole other thing. I'm not even going to go into all of that. But the reality is, is that Hype seems unstoppable right now. That is the bottom line. Hype seems unstoppable. Hype and is not, a not only are they acquiring and buying every fucking thing they can in Korea. They are also... Infiltrating the U.S. Yes. And not just showing up and doing shows. They're fucking buying fucking labels in the U.S. So, with that being said, in three years... Wait, 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 wait. I I got... 
I got an analogy. Now, if you say QC, if you look at their uh, echelon of the labels, right? Mm. QC is like bottom four or five. Numbers wise, but where would you say they are on the culture? Sure. QC is like up there culture. Like, sure. But numbers are like five. Like when it comes to so I guess if you mm, motherfucker who shit I might need to get them front lines I might have to fuck some shit up <laughs> I don't know saying. what the fuck going on but I'm a little bit upset that's what I'm, I'm pissed saying. yeah so like cause you know there's Rock Nation there's TDE there is uh, TDE Dreamville Rock Dreamville. Nation yeah yeah uh, and the thing is, right now we're in the middle of a a like individual. Yeah, like, and this is a law in, in right? the culture. Yeah, exactly. So the the super label doesn't really exist right now like it used to. Like, Dreamville is probably like, number one when it comes right, to super label. Like Rock Nation, Murder Inc. Uh, uh, like uh, TDE was number one until it wasn't because Kendrick just left. Kendrick just left. So Dreamville is number one because Cold God is collective. Yeah, and it's a collective. It's yeah. just artists who whatever, but the like super label doesn't really exist anymore. Because quality, QC was it was it. And could be it. Is it? Is it? And it, now they're owned. If you say like culture and of. relevant mm, we forty five. We might have to cut this off <laughs> no, on this own. We definitely have to chop this up. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Okay, let's, let's let's continue. In, because in I was killer. drunk and trying to explain it. No, I I like this. I really do. I really. I told do. you it, it became relevant, yeah, right? Yeah. It was just. So, I like it. So it's so wild how my like worlds collided. So I saw the quality control acquisition, and I was like, "Damn, that's wild!" But I guess it is a good business move. I guess Scooter is still out for judgment for me because I believe everything that Taylor Swift said. And he seems like a piece of shit. Believe that white woman. And while he is a piece of shit, he is a good fucking businessman. And that correlation, that crossover is very common. If you if you're gonna sell it to anybody, I mean And he is a good fucking friend to the guy that discovered, developed, and made BTS. To this day, BTS will say that Bong Bishuk is their guy. He is like a father figure to them. That he was in the trenches with them with 12 other employees and they built that shit up from the ground up off of BTS's music to become a competitor with the big three, which was never heard of before them. And now they have acquired basically one of the big three. Now. Which is unheard of. And that happened within a week of the quality control contract and the announcement of it. Are you a fan of it? Are you just a witness? I'm a little bit of both. I don't really know if I care because I just hopped into this shit recently. Okay. Okay. When I tell you the K-pop world is up in arms, Mm. like stressed. They Mm. don't know what to do because so many fans of SM artists are antis is what it's called of BTS because it is when I tell you the fan situation and the stand situation when it comes to K-pop is so competitive it's not a joke. Like, they're so competitive. Like, where, like, with QC's, like, oh, saying Migos versus uh, Cardi B. Yeah. 
Or like Migos versus Like I literally fuck. will get online right now. So I told you that um Blackpink is owned by um YG. They're under YG's label, right? Mm. I'll get online right now and there's um anti BTS fans who are um Blackpink fans. They're called blinks. So there are blinks that will be online that will be like tweeting racial slurs at ARMY. And then ARMY, who are BTS fans, will be tweeting racial slurs at Blinks. And then they'll like... Find... What are the racial slurs? I want to know them. <laughs> Tell me them right now. I um, know. They'll, they'll just be like, like, look at this person. So if you... <laughs> we don't have time for this, but mm-hmm. Blackpink has non... Uh, no, we got time. So Blackpink has a Thai artist in their lineup. Her name is Lisa. And she goes, the fuck off. That bitch be rapping. Mm-hmm. And she be dancing. And um, armies, I don't consider them armies because I feel like you can't possibly be a fan of BCS and also be out here hating like a motherfucker. But they'll be on Twitter saying disparaging bullshit about Lisa. Like, it'll be fucked up. And so then in return, Blinks will say some fucked up shit about BCS. And it'll, like, it's just hateful. Like, the shit mm. online is hateful. And then they do it in person. Like, this week... Um, one of the groups, so they are also under the Hive label. Their name is called, they're in Hypen. They're younger than BCS by several years. Um, they were actually put together by a survival show, which is also a K-pop thing. It's like if, if making the band worked and went on for decades, Mm -hmm. it works in Korea. They do this shit every year. There's one going on right now. Literally. It's called Boys Town. Diddy could never. <laughs> so, and hyping was created from what are called survival shows, which is basically making the band, but like times a thousand. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and they be dancing. These motherfuckers can dance. Like Jabberwockies dance. But... Ain't nobody on Jabberwocky level, but continue on. Anyway, so, um, and Hypen went to perform in Manila this week. <laughs> this shit is fucked up, but it's kind of funny, but it's fucked up. Um, because one of them is an, is um, a minor. Um, his name is Nikki. He's from Japan and America. And um, he's less, he's younger than 21 at least. He might be younger than 18. I don't know. I can't keep up. But it would seem as though, based on the videos that we saw, that TSA in the Philippines, so I don't think it's called TSA, was using their um, position to their advantage to frisk oh. this boy band because they wanted to type shit. Like it did That's fucked up. And why? Here's what's really fucking crazy. So the people that work at that airport were out there being fanboys, basically, mm-hmm. and girls, recording them going through TSA and shit. And they're literally just going through the airport. So this is the thing that blow that puts me off about K pop. When they go through the airport in Asia, any country, Korea is nuts. Japan is crazy. China is crazy. This was the Philippines, Singapore, Thailand. Anytime they're in an airport in Asia. And it's bad in the U.S. too. I just watched a video of the Stray Kids being, uh, like, or no, NCT being stalked at a New York airport. But, like, they're literally just going through security and shit. And they don't Mm. have no extra. Here's the thing I don't understand either. Why do they not have a celebrity line? There's no celebrity, like, do this shit in private. You know we're coming. Like, BTS literally has special passports. You're saying, why don't you have a private jet? Uh, not even a private jet. Just a private entrance. They're flying. But you need a jet for the entrance. You need one plus the other. I guess. Like, uh, this, uh, you should see these videos. They're crazy. I, I've, I've seen one this week when it was just women just... And it was screaming that motherfucker over the balcony, and I'm pretty sure it was in Singapore or whatever. But 
and, and you explained it to us before. I I get the the enthusiasm on somebody like coming through the airport you're in. I get that. Now that's not in the U.S. thing, but. If you really wanted to circumvent all of that shit, you wouldn't go into that airport in general. Like you're you're in there for a reason. Like That's you want you want that. You want it. That's what I was thinking. So in Korea it would seem as though it's almost like they feel like it's their duty, like it's their responsibility. It's literally called something. There's it's a Korean now, your, your hometown. It's hometown, like a, you make it an issue. Entrance or something. I don't know. Now, if you in fucking Turkey, you don't have to fucking do it in Turkey. That's what I would think, but it would seem as though they have to. They, um, I, 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 I wanted to say you don't have to do it in the U.S., but they do it in the United States so what too, I'm right? Talking about is in Hypen, so I'm not talking about BCS. Yeah, yeah, they do it in the United States too, but like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. You just gotta watch these videos mm. in the airports. Like, it's nuts. And it's just these, like, I would like to see other celebrities. Like, Billie Eilish just did an Asian tour, and I'm curious. And I think, mm. I also think that, like, a lot of celebrities just don't go to That's the, the kicker. Does Billie Eilish have to do the same thing? Yeah. Vice versa so, markets. Bringing it back, what was controversial about this was they were going through, like, security, whatever. And the point in security where they were at you shouldn't have to remove your mask. It's mm-hmm. it's after you go through the metal detector and your bags are going through the little scanner or whatever, right? So you've already given somebody your passport at the, the beginning of the check-in where you have to remove your mask. She was asking them to remove their mask when they came through the little metal detector. Exactly. And everybody was like, well, since when do you have to do that? Yeah. So it would seem as though she just wanted to see their faces. And then as she and then she was randomly searching some of them because they left their jackets on and shit, which also in the Philippines. Why is no one screaming at you like they do in America where they're like, take your jackets off? No, I went through the Philippines left. and we it, it was uh, it was an option. Yeah. But I wouldn't was like, I wouldn't I wouldn't a pop guy. She was frisking shit, but then she looked back to somebody I I who was recording mm, and looked just like that. She was mm, like a hee hee, like with like a little smiley face. I'd be like, hey, motherfucker, let's go. To a seventeen year old. No, nah, that's weird. Very weird. Yeah, that's weird. That's so weird. that's the type of shit that they have to go through. And mm. um that's the thing that um I don't even remember where I was going with this. It's okay. Or why I was Fix saying that Hypen. But Hypen is uh, also a label under Hype. Like, Hype put that together because that was one of Hype's only um, survival shows. Jordan, I want I want you to know. <laughs> I want you to know. 54 minutes. <laughs> I just. This I, is on the episode, and I can't wait to post <laughs> this. I can't wait. I just needed you to understand that Hype not only. Owns Korea, but is now working on the U.S. And what did I tell y'all? Uh, my YMIAM family. I told y'all. YMIAM. I had a Kanye episode, and Jordan had <laughs> a motherfucking this BTS. Not even, this not the BTS episode. This oh, this is this is, this is an offshoot. But I promise you, we're gonna post it. So with that in mind, because we still have another episode <laughs> to post, uh, do you have anything else to say about? No, I think that's it. Okay. I think y'all all need to understand that by 2025, oh, ooh, ooh. by 2025, ooh. whatever Hive has acquired, 
BTS will use to launch themselves into oblivion. Mm, I don't like that. And then Jimmy is um, releasing an album in March and we're ready. Our souls are ready. I don't know what that means, but whatever you do out here in these streets, <laughs> uh, don't be BTS Army and don't be the next me. You absolutely can't be Army. Be Army, but don't talk to me no more. Don't be the next meme. Holla. Deuces. <laughs> I'm out here seeing your shit. Holla. That's not the end of the episode. This is the end of this episode. Okay. So holla. Deuces. That was 56 minutes. I shouldn't have done that just then. But I wanted to talk about this this week because we've been.